the Glow Journal podcast, a conversation with the beautiful minds behind the world's biggest beauty brands. I'm your host, beauty writer Gemma Watts, and in this bonus episode, I'm joined once again by pharmacist and medical communications manager at L'Oreal Australia, Rachel McAdam. Rachel's role sees her provide L'Oreal brands with insight into consumer skin health needs from a formulations perspective. So I thought she would be the perfect person to answer the questions you submitted on all things vitamin B5. I am so often asked really specific questions about the skin and in this case about very specific ingredients and what they can and cannot do for the skin. But given that I am an educated consumer and not an expert, I insist on taking those questions to those who can correctly and ethically answer them for you. In the name of transparency, this episode is sponsored by La Roche-Posay. However, as per all of my expert interviews, the goal is not to sell you something specific. For this reason, you'll hear Rachel recommend ingredients rather than brands and offer more general advice, giving you the tools you need to make your own educated purchasing decisions. On a personal note, and one that only reflects my own skin and experience, La Roche-Posay's range of vitamin B5 rich products have helped with and improved my skin health almost beyond words. I am often trialing new products and skin treatments for work and every single time my skin barrier has looked and felt compromised or my skin has become reactive or inflamed, I've been able to soothe it immediately with La Roche-Posay's Cicoplast Balm B5. As we come into winter, a time when the skin is exposed to even more drying elements than usual, I'll often layer my Cicoplast Balm B5 over the La Roche-Posay Hyalu B5 Serum for additional hydration, the combination of which has been transformative for my skin. In this episode, Rachel answers your questions on vitamin B5. From what it is and what it can actually do for the skin, through to the ideal percentage you should be looking for in your skincare, why we're hearing so much about it in the lead up to winter, and exactly how and where you can work it into your skincare routine. We are seeing vitamin B5 pop up a lot in skincare. So let's start right at the very top. What is vitamin B5? Let's start with the chemistry of it. So vitamin B5 is a molecule. Its actual true name is called pantothenic acid. However, in skincare, we don't see it as that. We see it as the panthenol version. It's the stable version and it allows it to actually absorb into the skin get converted to pantothenic acid, which is the true B5, and that's the active molecule in our skin. It's very essential to our whole body's function, and in the skin, you'll find it has very specific benefits. A few listeners have asked on that very note, what are the main benefits of vitamin B5 and why should we be using it? So speaking of the skin in particular, vitamin B5 has a few different benefits. Let's First of all, mention the one where it holds water. It's got a humectant action, just like hyaluronic acid and just like glycerin. So it's able to hold moisture and that already gives us a tick for 
um, moisturizing and hydrating benefits. But what makes it very special is that it's also a very important player in something called the Krebs cycle. And I don't know if some of your listeners already know this, if they've got science backgrounds, but the Krebs cycle is like the essence of our, of our cellular metabolism, of our energy production. And so because vitamin B5 is one of the key molecules required to start this cycle, it's involved in cellular repair, cellular production of fatty acids. So its benefits end up getting converted to things like regeneration, like fatty acid synthesis, which is our barrier function. So it's got multiple benefits, but if I was to sum it all up, I would say it's got soothing, regenerative and hydrating benefits as the top three. Another listener writes in saying, I'm seeing people recommending B5 and saying things like, this is so great coming into winter. Why winter specifically? So in winter, our skin is definitely subjected to dryness. The atmosphere isn't as humid. So B5 is a great little ingredient to have to re-establish that moisture just through its water holding properties, but also its repair properties and its regenerative properties. So it's a bonus to have it, but I think it's something that can be used all year round, all seasons, that winter's a bonus to have that. One listener asks, what percentage of vitamin B5 is ideal in skincare, while another has asked, is higher better in terms of its percentage? studies there have there has been quite a lot of research on b5 because if you think back to even the bepanthin days and bepanthin is an example Mm. of one of the very first products to have vitamin b5 research was done on its healing properties as as an ingredient and that was five percent so i feel like if you have five percent you're going to get the optimal concentration for all those benefits that i mentioned earlier however any percentage will offer the hydration will probably offer still some of those cellular benefits but i would aim for five and back to the is higher better i don't think necessarily i think we have seen some formulations start to use 10 percent out there internationally and also potentially in australia but it might not be necessary watch this space i would say I found this next question particularly interesting. One listener asks, is B5 better than glycerin? Now, you mentioned glycerin earlier, Mm. so perhaps you could share what glycerin is and what it does for the skin, and then we could get into comparing the two because this is new to me as well. Oh, yeah. Glycerin is such a great little molecule, or not even molecule, it's an ingredient, a raw ingredient that you can put in skincare because it's a substance. It's really a sugar you know, derivative, and it holds water. Just like hyaluronic acid, it's able to grasp onto H2O molecules. So glycerin is a great ingredient for hydration and it's safe and it's gentle. However, if you look at B5, it's an actual active ingredient. It's a powder. Once you, if you mm. get it in a raw material form, you know, well, before you formulate it. So you do, of course, if you put it into formulation, you will get the water holding properties, but then on top of that, you'll get those vitamin benefits in the cells. So that's probably the key difference. They both have water holding, but then B5 goes a little bit further in its activity. Mm -hmm. One listener writes, is there anyone who can't benefit from B5? And are there any products or ingredients that it can't be used in conjunction with? I can't imagine anyone that can't as long as the raw material is pure and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's formulated in, in the right way, then everyone should be able to tolerate it because it's not really an acid. 
or a base or anything irritating. And I think it works very well with a wide range of actives because if you formulate it with something really strong like retinol or hydroxy acids, it'll actually counteract some of that irritative, you know, property that they might have. Um, and then it'll go very well with your vitamin Cs and even more so with your niacinamide because now you've got the powerhouse of vitamin B3 and vitamin B5 acting at that, you know, cell level. So I would say no, it's such a well-tolerated broad um, broad spectrum ingredient to have. Another asks on the other side of that coin, do you have any advice on how to work it into my skincare routine, how to layer it, whether I should use it AM or PM, so on and so forth? Mm, it depends on what's happening with your skin. So if mm -hmm. your skin has just undergone a procedure and is a little bit injured and unhappy and uncomfortable, I think you can't go wrong using it both, AM and PM, particularly PM, because in the night is when the skin is in its regenerative, you know, form, uh, format, and it's undergoing all its metabolism and repair. So think of night as the time to give your skin that tool, which is B5, to, to regenerate. However, if you decide to use it as part of your everyday routine and you don't necessarily have compromised skin, you haven't had a procedure, then including it in the morning is great because it's going to hold water to your skin. So you're prepared to go out into the day and have a nice plump epidermis. Of course, combined with other ingredients in that formula, I don't see the need just to do a B5 on its own. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you can you know, incorporate your vitamin C or your antioxidant, then that's great. And... Um, yeah, having, having again that B5 in the skin will just help it both face the day and face the night. So again, you can't go wrong, but it would depend on what's happening in your skin at the time. So you can tailor make it accordingly. And on a personal note, whenever I have something like a laser treatment, I just load up on my B5. Beautiful. It's the greatest. It is. And, you know, I should have mentioned actually, in that situation, going B5 with a nice rich barrier is mm. is so good for a post laser or a post peel because you are because you know once you've had a peel your skin's been pretty much um, injured on purpose a little bit mm. you know so we've taken off some layers maybe we've zapped it so and that's for a reason you get benefits from that but if you put the B5 in there you've already got that regeneration um, benefit and then on top of that if you have a rich balmy formula you've got a nice almost sealing protective physical barrier there and then it undergoes its it's it does its work and night would be a good time to do that so you don't feel greasy or anything like that well on rich balmy formulas you've given me yes. a perfect segue because I certainly have a favorite product but I will throw this one to you we had a number of listeners writing in saying can you recommend any products with vitamin b5 in it and a few people also asking should I be using B5 in multiple steps of my routine at once or just in the one product? I can't see what is what could go wrong with using it in multiple products, mm -hmm. but I think it might not be necessary in every scenario. So I think incorporating B5 into any skincare routine is a tick, regardless yeah. of whether you've had a procedure or not. However, if you have had a procedure or if your skin is undergoing repair from some injury of some kind, definitely incorporate a B5 in that repair phase or regeneration phase in a richer formula, like a balmy formula. And if your skin is, you know, it's facing winter and it's particularly dry and you've got dry patches just because you might have, you know, dry, irritated skin or sensitized skin, then applying that just to those areas as well. It's a really 
good thing to do. So then you can apply your normal routine everywhere else, but you've got that B5 in the patches and in the compromise bit. So it's a great little one to work with. You know, you can, you can't really go wrong with it. I've probably said that like five times, but I love it. <laughs> can't go wrong. <laughs> no, I completely agree. I like to, if my skin is feeling compromised, as you've said, I'll do a serum and then I will put the balm over the top just love to it. kind of supercharge it. it. That's it. You've got your actives from your serum that you want. And then on top of that, you've got your boosting hydration from the B5 and your, you know, your regenerative action from the B5. That was trained pharmacist and medical communications manager at L'Oreal Australia, Rachel McAdam. You can discover more about La Roche-Posay at laroche-posay.com.au or on Instagram at laroche-posay-a-u-n-z. To read this interview, you can visit glowjournal.com and for more beauty news, you can find me on Instagram at jemkwatts or at glow.journal. If you liked this episode, please do not forget to subscribe, rate, review and share so other beauty lovers can find us. I'm Gemma Watts. You've been listening to the Glow Journal podcast and thank you for joining me.